0: I would invite you to please take out God's holy word and open it this morning to Psalm 148. In Psalm 148, we find another call to worship, just a call to worship God. And in this text, we're reminded that the, the highest purpose of all creation, of everything, is to glorify God, to praise Him, to worship Him. Whether that created being is in the heights of heaven or down here in the depths on earth, the purpose is the same. To magnify God, to know Him, to to know His worth, and to worship Him with all that we are. That's our ultimate purpose in life. And for you and I as image bearers of God, created in God's image, it is even more so for us that we constantly remind ourselves, this is why we live, this is why we breathe. In your own individual lives, to glorify God. When we gather together corporately, this is why we gather, to glorify God and to worship Him. So with that in mind, we come to Psalm 148, which drives this message home to us. So let's read the text, then we'll unite our voices and our hearts together in song, singing all creatures of our God and King in preparation for prayer. Psalm 148, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. You great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for His people. Praise for all His saints, for the people of Israel who are near to Him. Praise the Lord. In verses 1 through 6 of the text, all the heavenly bodies are called to worship the Lord. The heavenly chorus to praise the Lord, to give Him what He's worthy of. In verses 7 through 12, The the scene shifts from the the heavenly choir to to the earthly choir below. And all down here are called to praise the Lord. And the psalmist writes about the lightning and the hail, the snow and the clouds, the wind. All of these things do the bidding of God. He's sovereign over all of these things. He directs their activity. Worship this God. The towering mountains he talks about and all the hills. They reveal God's transcendent greatness. Where did those majestic mountains come from? From a creator who's even greater than they are. What do you do with this God? You bow and you worship. The fruit trees that that cover the hills, they speak to the beauty of God. The wild animals even are called to praise God. The point is, all things, great and small, were created for one purpose, to worship God. In verses 13 through 14, the scene shifts again from the heavenly bodies worshiping God, all earthly bodies worshiping the Lord, and then in verses 13 and 14, the redeemed worshiping the Lord. You and I, those for whom this great and glorious and transcendent God has given his son Jesus to die on the cross, to raise from the dead, that we might know him, that our sin problem might be forgiven, that we might know him. Praise God. Praise Christ. And not only that, praise the Holy Spirit, who is God's means of taking the work of Christ upon the cross and bringing it to bear upon a soul. We understand there is no redemption, there is no no confession of sin and repentance apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, as we gather as the church, we praise the Father, we praise the Son, we praise the Holy Spirit for giving us the new birth, for giving us that new heart, for cutting out that, that, that spiritual circumcision, cutting out that hardness of heart and putting in a soft heart that seeks the Lord. So how does Psalm 148 unite us to prayer? we come together to praise the Father, to praise the Son, to praise the Holy Spirit.